Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today it's Andy Dawes. So our reading today is from Acts 17, 1 to 9. Now, when Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogues and on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here. And Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the, the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. So right away, what has Paul done here? In just a few verses, we learn how Paul's adventures are leaving a bit of a trail of trouble behind him. Although this passage doesn't really dwell on a theological focus, it's important to consider how the writer Luke, uh, who wrote Acts, details the comings and goings of Paul. There's a pattern that is established here. He arrives in Thessalonica, he arrives in a city, he reasons, he creates a reaction, and then he leaves for the next city. And so the thing that I really wanted to unpick um, here was just that authentic and powerful picture of what sharing the gospel looks like. So here are three points. Um, the first point here, the gospel is persuasive. So early on, we hear how Paul sets out to reason in the synagogue from the scriptures. And as a self-proclaimed Pharisee of Pharisees uh, himself, you can picture um, him using the scripture to make his points. And I really love that line of, as was his custom. This was no chance meeting from Paul. This was intentional, persistent ministry. So he's made it his routine, uh, going into synagogues and reasoning with others to bring people to the gospel. So meeting for three Sabbaths in a row to persuade others. And this was brave stuff in those times. It would have been so out of the ordinary to be claiming Jesus as the Messiah. But what's lovely about this too is ultimately the gospel wins lives for Christ. Um, this was his intention and this is what's happening. We're seeing Jews and Greeks and prominent women are giving their lives to Christ. And this should be our goal too. So Paul knew it. He knew the gospel was uh, for sharing and because it's got transformative power. And I think that as the first point was just something that really struck me about this uh, scripture. And maybe we all need to be reminded of this today, that the gospel has that persuasive power. Um, that we should be setting our eyes on sharing the gospel, knowing how persuasive and life-changing it can be. And that's detailed in the scripture here today. And the second point um, to draw on here, uh, showing a bit more of the, the negative consequences of sharing the gospel, but also truthful ones, 
is how the, the, the gospel here is inflammatory at times and provokes suffering. Um, and it's unfortunate to see. Uh, we see that happen to Jason. And we see that happen to the other believers, presumably people that, uh, that Paul has um, uh, persuaded and um, brought to Christ. But there's also a parallel here to draw on. So Paul, once being Saul, once upon a time, uh, was intent on pers- persecuting the early church before his conversion. He intensely persecuted the church and tried to destroy it. He more than anyone should know the consequences among Jewish people who rejected the gospel. But this hasn't stopped him. This hasn't stopped him from sharing this persuasive gospel and he knows the risk. And in fact, Jason and the other believers who accepted the gospel are caught in this crossfire. They are dragged and made to suffer because of their beliefs. They even have to face a penalty and pay a fine to be let go. And in a small way, this really echoes the penalty suffered by Christ as well on the cross for us. Uh, His penalty was our sin. Um, And as we all know, the persecuted church is a struggle that continues um, today globally. And it's not just upsetting an angry mob like these days, those days. It's angering governments, it angers uh, nations. People are being executed. There's anti-Christian violence and even murder all the time. And 260 million Christians are persecuted simply because they follow Jesus. And it really makes you think of the wonderful privilege of living in a time in a nation where persecution isn't our greatest enemy. It's just the next slide here I just wanted to show you too. Um, just really sort of heightens that, this graph here, just showing you how uh, uh, nearly last year, 2,983 people were murdered because of their faith. And I think it's something for us not to lose sight on, not to lose sight on the privilege it is to follow Christ free of persecution. But if we put our shoes, uh, ourselves in uh, Jason's shoes for a moment, where in our lives are we prepared to sacrifice for the gospel because of Jesus? Maybe that's something that we should be challenged on today. Where, where can we be seeing um, more sacrifices on our part for the gospel. And finally, a third point here from the scripture, the gospel is radical. So it demands an active response. We see this from Paul and his followers. It should shatter the framework of our existence. It causes us to question everything we know. And the gospel effectively turns the world upside down. Some will accept it and some will reject it, but it's always radical. I think there's a reason why this passage doesn't depict a passive reaction to the gospel. That's not our calling. Here we see an active word taking hold of people's lives, provoking reaction. It transforms Paul's behaviour. It converts the lives of believers and it causes mass upset as well at times. But going back to the beginning of the passage in verse one, this really struck me. Um, Let me read it again. So when Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica where there's a Jewish synagogue. A very simple phrase, but in it, there's so much implicit in this. Um, Paul and his companions have been on a journey that has taken them through several cities before settling in Thessalonica. And this is a pattern that continues throughout Acts, and they really are embodying Jesus' words in Acts 1, uh, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. 
And so what we learn here is the gospel is not standing still, it's always moving. And are we prepared to be active in bringing the gospel to others just like Paul was back then? Thank you so much, Andy, for reminding us that the gospel is persuasive, it's life-changing, it's radical. Um, Here are some prayer points to add to Andy's talk. Dear Father, please show us where we can be reasoning with others and drawing new lives into your kingdom. Move our hearts to make it a custom, like Paul, that we long to repeat. Make us effective tools to spread the gospel of Jesus near and far. Show us where we can be putting more on the line because we're desperate to share the gospel. Show us, Lord, where we are passive and highlight how we can be radical witnesses of your word wherever you put us. Guide us where to go by your Holy Spirit for your gospel. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to HTC Daily.